Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Polling Place 2021. This is news editor Grace Kennecott, and we had news reporter John Murray sit down with the mayoral candidates of Bloomington and in Normal, asking them why they are running for mayor and why voters should vote for them. Enjoy. been nearly 18 years since Chris Coos took over as mayor of Normal. In that time, the town has undergone many changes. But in this 2021 mayoral election, Coos is facing his same challenger from four years ago in the 2017 election, Mark Tiratilli. I am joined now by the mayor of Normal, Chris Coos. Mr. Mayor, we'll get right into it. Why run again? Why do you believe you're still the best candidate for mayor? I just have a passion for the community and volunteering like I do. I really care about the well-being and the future of the community, so it's keeping me engaged. I'd have to say, you know, over the years, I've developed a lot of experience with it. Being a small business owner, you know, I bring a business perspective to the job, which I think helps in making financial decisions. And, you know, we're in a tough time right now um, with COVID-19. We're, we're not out of the woods yet. And my experience, I think, is, is really needed in a time like this. It's not a time to change direction. So even though the country as a whole is kind of starting to round the corner on this pandemic, uh, you touched on it yourself, small businesses and many residents just in general here in Normal, they're still going to need some type of help from you, your office, and local governments. If you're re-elected mayor, how specifically will you help any and everyone who may need it? Well, you know, uh, different people need different things, uh, so we have to, to be able to respond to that. You know, we work with not-for-profits, the ones that are trying to help people either with food banking or, or things like that. Uh, we will be receiving a significant amount of money from the federal government. Normal will get $10.24 million in two chunks. And that money is for COVID relief. We can use some of it internally because government got us hurt as bad as everybody else did. And we, we have COVID-related expenses. But we also are in a position where uh, we'll have dollars to give to businesses to help them with their COVID expenses, maybe some mitigation for their lost revenues, as well as individuals with um, rent relief. You know, if they're behind on their utilities, we can help them with that. So there's, there's a lot of things we can do as, as a local government. You and your opponent have different views on this. What do you see as Normal's top priority in 2021 and beyond going forward? There's a number of priorities. Probably the first one is getting out of this COVID pandemic and the adverse effect it's had on our economy. I think that's a crucial first step. And we're doing some things currently to help with that, and, and we'll need to do more going forward. My next is uh, broader economic development in the community. I really strongly feel that our industries and businesses aren't diverse enough to protect us from ups and downs as much as they used to. You know, for years and years and years, people looked at Bloomington Normal and said, hey, we got State Farm here. What do we got to worry about? They're hiring people like crazy and that. Well, that's changing. We've lost a car plant and now we have a car plant, which is a major economic boost. So boosting the local economy by attracting new business as well as helping our current businesses expand if that's what they wish to do. And so part of that 
is being open to new ideas and new businesses. The other part is we've got to have a community that people want to live in. That's crucial. I mean, when a company comes, they're going to look at some hard assets, you know, like infrastructure and facilities and that. But they also know that for them to be competitive in a market, they've got to hire top talent. And if you have a place where people don't want to live, you're not going to get that talent. Just to piggyback off of that, how do you see agriculture specifically playing a role in that? Agriculture is hugely important. And I think people kind of take it for granted, but they don't realize what a huge economic engine is in terms of growing crops, um, equipment manufacturer, research. There's an incredible amount of activity going on in agriculture in this area. People that live in, in the city really don't see it, but it's there. Let me go on to two others that are that are really important. We're really working to develop smart cities technologies in, in, in normal. And we're working with the city of Bloomington. Um, ISU is very actively involved in this with us, as is Illinois Wesleyan Harlan Community College. And smart cities technology touches a lot of different things. You know, most people think about energy efficiency and changing light bulbs to LEDs and things like that. And that's part of it. But it's also ways of delivering information to our consumers, our citizens, and our businesses. It's uh, better ways to monitor and maintain our water system, our roads, sewer systems, better responses for our police and fire. So it touches a lot of things, and that's, that's a big priority for us going forward. And kind of involving in that, it kind of steps me into that, is becoming a more sustainable community in terms of forward-thinking environmental practices. Sustainability is a big part of my campaign and my philosophy for the city. So obviously, the economic recovery from the COVID pandemic uh, has been, and I would imagine still is, a very pressing issue for you and your office. Your opponent, Mark Tiratilli, he cites political division as the town's biggest challenge currently, it's not necessarily a black and white issue, meaning that these are both challenges that are in need of overcoming. You say the economic recovery takes precedence. Why is that? What do you say to people who disagree with your assessment? We disagree on things. There's no question of that. You know, we live in a very divisive political world right now. That's the nature that came out of the Trump administration. And there are seven people on normal city council. Six of us work incredibly well with each other and we don't always agree on everything but we work with each other and we're collegial at the end of the day nothing takes it personal and the one odd one out was heavily supported by Mark Tiratilli heavily supported when he ran for office so if anybody's divisive he's the one just to be clear you're referring to councilman Stan Nord yep pivoting back to the economic recovery you and your opponent both have small business experience, and you both actually agree a bit on how the town should be spending or using its allocated COVID relief money from the federal government in the short term and in the long term over the next few years. For the voters out there who maybe still aren't sure how you and your opponent differ in your views on this topic, I'll ask, could you explain the ways you do differ from your opponent on this topic? And also, what makes you believe your approach to how to use this money is the more prudent way for the town? 
Well, I think probably the biggest difference is um, I'm more of a long-term strategic thinker and planner. Bold actions and many of the far-reaching actions take time to get the voters to understand it, take time to implement, and the returns aren't always immediate. There's a, a timeline there. And so things that I support, I look for the strategic value of it. My opponent is very short-term. He's very transactional in his thinking. He thinks if you, any action that you do, the next day you've got to have the reward for it. For instance, he's critical of our budget, which is a five-year budget, but he, he takes pieces out of one year, and he, he describes that as what's going forward, and it's just one year of the budget. And so he picks things out of the budget to make his case, cherry-picking, and it doesn't support any long-term vision for the community. Well, you mentioned the town's debt. Your opponent has been critical of you and your office's handling of the debt over the years. He offers an alternate approach to managing the town's debt, which he says is too high. You don't necessarily agree with that approach. Can you explain why voters should continue to trust in your way, your philosophy, your approach to handling the debt? Well, you know, it's interesting. What's too high a debt? He claims our debt is too high right now, but our debt burden, our payment on debt is less than 5% of our annual revenues. And that's pretty impressive. He also talks about the debt, but he never talks about the benefit. So when we borrowed those dollars, most of it went into the uptown redevelopment. We got $172 million of private development out of that. And so that adds to the local tax base, and it puts downward pressure on taxes. And it will eventually, when the TIF expires, will greatly help unified schools. They'll get some significant money. We're rated for our debt by independent rating agencies, uh, Moody's and Fitch are the two agencies that rate us. And we have a AAA credit rating, which is the highest credit rating you can get. So the people that are financial professionals that look at us, you know, within the divisions of those companies, there are people that only look at municipalities. We get their highest credit rating. So how are we carrying too much debt, according to Mr. Tiratilli, and the people who are professional to rate us disagree? Well, if you could elaborate a little bit on that, you say your way is more long-term vision oriented. How should voters expect to see or feel your methods of handling the debt? Because oftentimes, voters are thinking in the short term. Your plan takes into account a more long-term vision for the future. How should they expect it to affect their own lives? Well, right, and this is a new debt. I mean, this debt started in the early 2000s. So we've been managing it and getting results from it. So all people have to do is look at how much we borrowed, what we've got left, our debt management plan, which is solid. It really keeps our debt retirement at a very manageable level. And things are happening in the community. We have economic activity that we didn't have in 1999, 2000. So people just have to look at what we're doing. In a situation where you're borrowing money like that, you're doing it for a strategic reason. And... You're trying to leverage those dollars uh, to create economic activity and, and quality of life, and that's what we've done. And to say don't do any of that is a missed opportunity for a community. Circling back to the issue of political division, it's certainly a factor in today's local government. How do you think 
that gap between the two sides can be bridged, how do you plan to approach lowering the temperature? Why should voters believe that whatever you plan to do to address the issue, it will bring about any substantial change? I stand on my record. I've been doing it. You know, look at my record and what's happened in this community while I've been there. You know, probably the thing I'm most proud of currently is working with Rivian to get them to come to this community. And, you know, my opponent says they came to the community because there was there was a cheap auto plant. Well, I had multiple discussions with the CEO of that company and his leadership team when they were a startup. And that is true. That plant had something to offer. But they said the community also had something to offer, that the culture of the community and the culture of the town government matched the culture of their business model. And so they said, this community is fit for us. From the perspective of the mayor's desk, there are arguably more challenges, more hats to wear, more issues to juggle than ever before, whether it's the COVID pandemic, the economic hardship experienced by so many people and businesses as a result, hyper-political partisanship still very much at a fever pitch, and everything else we've talked about here today. That's a lot to handle for the mayor. So why should voters in normal count on you to be the right person at the right time to continue guiding the town of normal through and hopefully, eventually, out of this turbulent time in the age of COVID and everything else? Well, I think I'll, I'll refer back to what I'd said before. I'm collaborative and cooperative with people. I listen to other opinions, but it's not up to me individually to do this. It's up to we, the council, to do this and with input from our citizens. I've got a very strong council for the most part. We have a common vision for the community. I also have an incredibly talented staff that I work with, and the culture of the organization is very strong. And so it's a collective thing to do, and we have to be partnered with our business community, with our educational community, to understand their needs and get their help in embracing a common vision. And final question, imagine this is your last chance to talk to the voters of normal in mass. What do you have to say to any voter who may still be undecided if you're the right candidate to continue leading the town of normal as mayor? Um, again, I, I will say, uh, look what we've accomplished as the normal town council for this community. Um, the fact that um, the economy is on the upswing. For instance, a year ago, there were 650 houses on the market, and the real estate market was sluggish and slow, and it was suffering. And today, there's about 120 houses on the market, and things sell quickly because the local economy is starting to grow very robustly. The hospitality industry, let's use that as another example. Hotels were suffering. And talking to the managers of the Marriott Hotel and the Hyatt Place here, their occupancy rates are pre-COVID because there's so much activity going on. So to sum it up, I'd say I, I just really care about this community. I want this community to thrive. I want it to be a special place. I want people to be proud of where they live. And that's what drives me. And that's what drives my uh, philosophies. You could go to the debate we had with WTVP. I think it's on their website now. 
My opponent said two alarming things to me. One was that long-term residents are more important in the community than students are, and that students don't pay any taxes in this community. And I take strong exception with that. I've always tried to embrace Illinois State University students to get more involved in the community. And I talk to off-campus associations. We've had meet and greets with students and student government. I say you're here four or five years. You have the full rights and responsibilities of any citizen. You're a citizen of this community, and we will treat you as such. So I was kind of shocked when he said that. Mayor Coos, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, glad to do it, John. That was normal Mayor Chris Coos, who is running for his fifth term as mayor. I'm John Murray. You can find more coverage of the election online at our website, thedebtonline.com. Thank you.